As I mentioned previously, uh, we're going to spend early morning day three going to bed because the alternative, we have to sleep at some point and we might as well do that now. Uh, so we do that, which means it is now, as we shift forward, we kind of just jump a little bit more. It's now the beginning of day three. It's day time during day three. Uh, we wake up, look outside. Um, we've gone back, of course, to the Scarlet Lodge, uh, Scarlet Chester Lodge. Um, gone to bed, woke up, eat breakfast, yada, yada, yada. Um, look, walk outside our door. We have to find some solution to something. And we look out across the sea and can tell that iceberg is huge. It's There's a variety of things happening. Number one, that iceberg is huge. Number two, we've been hearing so many earthquakes that a few more buildings that uh, are outside the city, just like just outside the city, still part of the city, technically speaking, uh, have clearly crumbled. These are older buildings, nevertheless, but they've still crumbled to the ground. Uh, nobody was living in them for fear of security reasons and everything like that, but still crumbled to the ground. The weather, or by the sea, the, we the weather by the sea tends to be the same. The weather is hot. And we can put two and two together and say, oh, that's definitely the volcano. And there's this weird, vague rumbling sound that we can hear. Whether that's a volcano, or maybe the rock slide that's happening, still not 100% sure. Maybe it's the iceberg just making a loud noise as it approaches us. So, we have potential solutions. How we get them, we have no idea. On top of that, there's still this, this note with nine Pokemon that we don't even recognize. And we have three sections to figure this out. We don't even, even if we dedicate one section per item, we won't be able to figure it out. But we had to figure something out. We had to explore all the areas. We had to know where to go. It's daytime of day three. Some people have already left. We can see as we walk outside, uh, a few families are starting to leave the city themselves and bringing effectively like small carriages full of items as they start heading out of town, clearly not coming back. There's a few pathways we could go down here. When it comes to the city's building problems, that, no sure. Not a, no idea about that. The ocean thing, we sort of have an idea. We have to move the iceberg or get rid of the iceberg, but how we get there is still a problem at hand. The waves are going to be way too complicated to ship there, ship our way towards there. And even if we do get there, moving it's going to be impossible unless we can get somebody that's either able to pick up a, a country or uh, somebody that's able to at least push the waves, again, moving a country to a different location. Um, and we don't even know if it's big enough to fit in the area that we were looking at. Uh, previously the other day, that large spot of land that it could run into instead of the city. Uh, nor do we have any fire-type Pokemon that could probably beat it, you know, get... We, we have no way of taking a fire-type Pokemon on a wooden ship to that iceberg. Because of the water, because of the fire-type part, because of the iceberg itself. And even if we do, how do we know that fire-type Pokemon is strong enough to beat that iceberg, right? To melt it down. So that's kind of a wash for now. The Mountain's Rock Slide, that one, again, similar sort of boat, we know what to do. If we could get a powerful ground-type Pokemon there, or stop the rock slide before it even starts, then that's something that we can do. But it's too late for that now. The rocks have probably already started falling down the mountain. And actually, they were beforehand, right? They were falling down for multiple days because of the sheer volume of it and the size of it. The fact that it takes three days is kind of weird, but ultimately, they're coming down. They're already going down. We can't stop it in advance. It's too late for that. But we don't have any powerful ground type. Mudsdale, the goat that Mudsdale is, is not going to be by themselves enough to destroy rocks the size of people. The volcano erupting is a complete wash at this point. You know, we don't have a, a giant lid that we can put on it. Nor do we have any idea where the healer is. But the healer, at least, is a person. And that itself is something we could potentially use. It's a healer, it's a powerful person, and the other thing, there's a blissy. If we could find Blissey, we might be able to find the healer. Or if we find a healer, we find Blissey. Either one of them would be helpful at least to temporarily mitigate some of the problems that the Plains community has, and they can also help find the other person. 
So I think with all of this in mind, we got to go find Blissey or the healer. That's our main avenue because that's the only one that is something we can control today. And so off we go. I think it's clear, and this is me uh, try, trying to think about this. It's clear that the, the healer is not in the Plains District. Nobody in the Plains District would be, because if we go worst case scenario and the healer and Blissey have been kidnapped, nobody in the Plains District would do that. From what we saw the other day and the way that Ohio explained how everybody was, uh, the Plains District practically worships the healer. There's no way they're going to kidnap, kidnap the healer, put them in a place, and prevent the rest of their community, which is a well-knit community, right? Doing daily spiritual prayers and everything like that. I highly doubt one person would be like, oh, I'm taking the healer and preventing everybody from it. So either A, the healer and Blissey left of their own volition and are somewhere else, or B, they were kidnapped and led somewhere else. Again, how do we get there? At this point, we've got to look in the other areas. The fact that we're in the city is a good place to start. So let's head over to the government office. Maybe there's, it's impossible. Maybe there's like a missing persons report. Something just to get, that can give us additional information about this healer, what they look like, who they are, what they sound like, everything like that. Because all we know about the healer is that they're a powerful person. We don't even know uh, if they're, you know, if they're tall, if they're short, if they got brown hair, black hair, you know, purple hair, who knows? What if they're an anime protagonist? We got no idea. Uh, so, we head on down to the one area that we've been exploring basically every single day, City Hall. We head on through, get past the gate, we still got our pass and everything, uh, go into the government building, there's gotta be a place we can go for here. Commotion in the government building is loud as we enter in. The few people that are normally running around are sort of running around faster, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, everybody sort of panicking, as most of the people at this point now know that there is a plan to, to leave. There were bulletins outside as we were walking in, uh, signs that were basically saying, everybody, uh, Adri City is about to be destroyed. Due to a variety of natural disaster reasons, we gotta leave ASAP. And uh, it's, like there's a notice of like, preparations to leave and everything. We all leave by 6 p.m. 6 p.m., if you haven't left there, the final shipment of people that are leaving, you know, the final squad that's going to head out, uh, that is happening at 6 p.m. as it switches from afternoon to night. So we head over to the government building. Maybe we have a shot of meeting Patrick. Maybe Patrick could pr provide additional information. We don't have anything for the researcher, uh, Mr. Cotton, Professor Cotton. We don't have anything for Professor Cotton. So that in and of itself is going to be helpful. He's not going to provide us any information from our previous conversation. We know that's going to be the case, right? Professor Cotton, extremely focused on their tasks. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Professor Cotton forgot, though that might be something we need to check on. Uh, later on. Forgot about uh, not just our task, but forgot about the, the fact that we need to leave the city. Um, but meeting Patrick is an idea. Meeting Patrick is at least going to provide some information, hopefully. So we do that. We go over to the mayor's office and try and knock in. Can we can we check this out? What's up? Knock on the door. Sure enough, Patrick's there. As we walk inside his office, he looks tired. Clearly, while we've been resting, he has not. And it's probably making an impact on him physically. Like at this point, he's been awake for 48 hours, if not more at this point, in a row, um, and then looks to us with bloodshot eyes, and it's like, oh, yeah, how's it going? Pat Patrick, you don't look well. No, it's it's fine, it's fine. Uh, I tried our hardest, really did. I don't think there's much of a solution here. I, do you have any updates? He looks at us with some, like, hope, anything we can kind of let that hatch onto. No, nothing. Uh, I should have known. It's not, it's not your fault, honestly. Um, we kind of just gave you an impossible task and thought that you could solve it. I'm, I'm sorry, Patrick. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, we'll be able to travel a bit more, and uh, 
maybe potentially find our way to uh, a different area of the city. Maybe this, you know, maybe it's a new path, a new opportunity for us to uh, try to do something a little bit better. I'm wondering if you have any information about the healer. Yeah, uh, not, not really, honestly. Uh, the healer, not a closely guarded secret, but definitely a planes-focused person. If that makes any sense. Uh, not sure what you mean. Well, the healer, uh, the healer is a is secretive, I guess. Nobody knows what the, the healer looks like for fear of massive communication, I guess. The healer, uh, one thing we do know about them, they are a introvert. They're introverted. Uh, they and Blissey really don't show up too often. They, they you know, who they are. The, the Plains District sort of took note to not reveal the identity of the healer, for the healer's sake, basically. And while... If you were a planes person, you'd probably see the healer, recognize them, and everything like that. For the rest of us, the healer's in complete, complete coverage if they're coming out of the planes district to meet somebody else for fear, again, of being asked to do too many things at once. It's, it's understandable, honestly, being so popular because you can perform miracles. The 16 on my sort of inside roll, uh, I guess that would be inside, um, the 16 something clicks. The idea of poke power to people is a plain specific idea, and nobody else outside knows that's the case. That is a plain secret. The fact that Io shared it with us should be is an honor that we're only just now appreciating. Because the mayor doesn't even know that the healer isn't just really good at medicine. The mayor—that's what the mayor thinks. The mayor thinks, "Oh, the healer, just go to your uh, go to your healer." Is basically what it is. When in reality, it's a power that they have, and the plains people are the only ones that know that's the case. And us, I guess. Uh, so with, with that realization in mind, uh, we're trying not to share it with ourselves. Would accidentally reveal it? I don't. There you go. At 20. There we go. That's what we like to see. Uh, no emotion changed on our face, when, despite the fact that we had this massive realization that, oh, a secret was shared with us. Like a big secret. But yeah, uh, we're getting the preparation set up already. Are you sticking around? I mean, I, I, I want to try to solve something, maybe. Sure, uh, no problem. Um, again, reminder, we leave at 6 p.m., so make sure that you're with us, okay? I understand that you want to be the hero and everything, and I'm all for that, especially if you can potentially find a way for us to move somewhere closer. But, reminder, we leave at 6. That gives us enough time to avoid the, the, the dramatic situations that are occurring here. Um, gives us enough time to evacuate. You understand? Yeah, um, I'm, don't worry, I got you. Okay, uh... I can't help you much more, so I'm gonna start packing up some things here. And you can, see, as we can see, uh, he's been tired, not because of necessarily finding things, but just evacuating his room. We look around, and we see that a lot of the items that were around his room have been taken out, putting boxes that have been moving out. There have been people that are walking in and out of this room, grabbing these boxes and bringing them downstairs. And it's only now I just realized, oh wait, that's he's already packing. He's given up. To be fair, we haven't found any solutions, so it makes sense. And we walk out of the room. Uh, he continues to clean up. We walk out kind of dejected, to be honest. Patrick's been our friend for years. We've seen him, you know, so excited and eager and hopeful uh, through all of our adventures, through all of his adventures. And now, this is the first time we've seen him truly without hope. Because there's a bunch of situations that are occurring that he has no idea why they're happening and how they could even be stopped. Here we are. As we walk out of the office, there's something that strikes our eye. Something that we haven't even noticed, but has been there the entire time. We know that. Near the guard's office, 
the guard that kind of like scans people to check and see if they're good to uh, come into the city. Near that is a giant tower. And we've kind of walked past it, we've leaned on it once. Uh, but nothing, you know, haven't really noticed it too much beyond just, hey, it's a clock. But as we look up at that clock, the clock itself looks weird. It's not a 12-hour clock like most clocks are, where you have the ability to go around in circles. It's a 24-hour clock. And the 24-hour clock has a bunch of holes in it that look peculiar, is the best way to describe it. Something about that seems weird. It tells the time. It's accurate. It makes sense, but still odd, nevertheless. Anyway, after a quick look at the clock and just sheer confusion at the fact that there is a 24-hour clock in this town, uh, we continue onward. It's afternoon at this point. We need something anything that can help us when it comes to the healer. But without much luck from the city, I guess, we could head to the one place that we haven't been. Maybe with a better look, we can figure out a little bit more about this. So we head to the Volcanic District. Now unlike the other day where we rode Mudsdale in, this time we're just going to walk over there. Or jog, I guess is the best way to describe it. Not that it's particularly far. As we mentioned previously, Mudsdale helped to reduce the time significantly. But this, you know, we, we're, we're walking sort of to just get a gist of what exactly the damage is likely to be. When we spend some time, we go over to the afternoon side of things, we head over, and we reach the volcanic district. Nobody's here at this point. Previously, it looked like the, the houses were empty, but people were just inside asleep, or people were just relaxing. Now, not only is nobody's here, everybody has left. There are small items that are left all over the, the, the rocky road. I didn't mean that to be a pun, but the rocky road. Um, the weather is incredibly hot. It's suffocating barely able to breathe, and we can't even reach the volcano at this point. Previously, we were able to at least walk close to the volcano. Now, it's impossible to get near there. It's just that hot. No person would be here. There's no chance. If they were, they ran. Because you could not survive in this area for more than 15-20 minutes, and we just got here. Looking around, there's no activity, there's nothing here. So we decide to walk back. We'll have time, right? We'll, we'll be able to reach our reach there in time and leave with the rest of the crew, you know, be able to head back, relax, then something strikes our eye as interesting. As we're walking back, we're walking, you know, past the, the village, the weather, the not the weather, sorry, the, the breathing ability has calmed down to the point where we can actually breathe without suffocating, which is counterintuitive. Um, there's something that strikes us as interesting. There's what looks like movement behind a house. That's weird, but what exactly would that be? slowly walk over. Maybe it's a Pokemon, like a wild Pokemon that's interested in this uh, atmosphere. Maybe it's a person. Can't save the entire town, but we can at least save some one person that's stuck in this area. We walk slowly over to this house, trying to make sure that we don't... If it's a Pokemon, we don't scare it too much. And if it's a person, we also don't scare it too much. Um, but it could be a threat as well, right? What if it's a wild Pokemon that's come in and starts rampaging because, hey, this is my town now. So we walk ever so closely in that direction. So we're just right next to the wall of this house. We slowly peek our head around and see on the ground a card, nobody in sight. Looking around to try to see if we can figure out who that was or which direction they went. Let's see if we can use some tracking skills. And now one, it seems that my not a scratch GM rules have carried over here because I'm rolling multiple nat ones. Uh, nat one, not able to see anything. And at this point, I think the volcano starts bubbling a bit and that kind of spooks us to the point where we're not even focused anymore. We pick up the card as we start heading back. The card is addressed to us, and it says, Meet the Game Master. The Game Master? Who is that? Is there some sort of card game or gamer in the village? Maybe I missed out on them? This is our only clue of anything so far. Uh, so, we head back into town. 
back in the town, it's getting close to the end time. And we, we, we follow the map, the small little map that's listed on this card itself, as we look for this Game Master's house. As we follow it, we walk past a few of the, the cities and other items, and eventually, we reach a large house. This is in the old district, uh, behind many, many buildings. It's almost hidden from view. All of the other buildings have sort of hit it, to the point where it's hard to figure out, you know, has anybody even walked in here? Well, we give a knock. There's no answer. We kind of say out loud, uh, Excuse me, um, I'm here to meet the ga game master? <coughs> the door opens. Nobody opens it, though. It kind of just opens out in front of us. Okay. And we walk inside. Area is very dark. We kind of have maybe like a spare match or something. We kind of light that on the ground and kind of look around. And then out of nowhere, the lights switch on. Kind of blow the match away, trying to see who that was. The door behind us closes. And then, echoing in the distance. In the room, but they feel like they're far, far away. Thank you for taking my card. I am the Game Master. Um, hello? I think you can help me? I'll be honest, I'm very confused as to what exactly this is. I know your plight, and I know that you are helping this town. Um, y yes. How? We're very confused at this point. I understand your situation, and if you would help me, I can help you. Um, sure, but but we don't have a lot of time. Uh, are you... How? What? If you're willing to accept my proposal, I can help you. Um, a a absolutely. Uh, if there's anything that you can do that can help us out, uh, I'm, I'm eager to accept. Thank you for your assistance. Have you looked at the clock? The clock? The, the big one in town? Yes. That clock is missing some pieces, as you may have seen. And we flash back to, oh yeah, there's a bunch of holes and stuff near the numbers in each of the sections of the clock, but what does that have to do with anything? If you can retrieve each of those items, I can help you save the city. Um, oh, okay? How? These aren't exactly... Do you expect me to do this in the few hours that we have left? Well, for that, I... Can help. Um, oh, okay. Ha how? For this, all you have to do is head back to your meeting. What, what meeting? The meeting you had when you came here. Go back to that meeting place, and all will make sense. Oh, okay? But we have to go. We have to leave the- No, trust me. If you head back to that meeting place, all will make sense. All will be okay. Um, are you sure? I asked if you wanted my help. You said yes. Here is the help. Okay. Um, okay. Alright, I'll do it. Thank you. I'll see you again. Well, I guess. Wait, what? What? Wait, wait. Uh, the voice disappears. Into the abyss. Head back to the meeting place. The day we had our first meeting, but... Okay. I guess that's where I'm going. And so, sure enough, that's where we're going. We, This game master, whoever they are, they seem to know something's up. Though what exactly it is, I'm not 100% sure. But we head on out. We're heading back to the government building. The guards aren't there at this point. In fact, we look around. Not only has the weather, the sky has darkened. It's now like a, a orangish, reddish hue. Uh, the sounds of that rumbling are louder. The iceberg at this point, we can tell it's an iceberg. And it's coming full steam at us. That healer still missing. Buildings are starting to crumble now. Luckily, nobody's here. Or at least, I hope nobody's here. But even then... 
the number of buildings that are collapsing. These are buildings that have been structurally sound forever. But we have a goal. Get back to the meeting room. So, we rush on in past the empty guard station, through the walls, into the government building that's just left wide open. Papers strewn apart on the ground. But we have one goal in mind. Head to that meeting place. We head there, the clock ticking down on us at this point. It's too late now. Even if we attempted to leave, we can't leave Mudsdale. And to get to Mudsdale and head back, head out, head in the direction that'd be safe, there's only one option that we can do. And so, we reach the meeting place. We're here. And we walk inside. The room is empty. The table, the chairs, the whiteboard, still with some scratch marks, scratch marks, some marker marks on it. We look around with no idea what's going on. Is there something that's supposed to help us here? Someone? We can look outside and see the iceberg maybe a couple hundred yards away. We can hear the volcano erupting. Sooner or later, that magma, that lava is heading towards us. We can start to feel the shaking of the earth as not only we know that iceberg is coming, the waves already smashing to shore, breaking buildings in the process. Not only are there buildings behind us in the city that are broken down and falling apart, but we can feel the shake of those rocks, presumably already destroying that mountain district town, heading towards the forest district. The game master said there was help here. What is that help? We look at a clock inside this uh, inside this room itself. It's 11.59. It's almost time. We know at midnight everything happens. Tick, tock, tick, tock. And suddenly, as we prepare for the inevitable, as we prepare for our doom, as we prepare for our adventure to end, close our eyes, waiting, open them, and hear the last thing we could have possibly expected to hear. Hero, we need your help. Anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. And with that, I think, uh, sorry to leave you on a bad note, but meeting adjourned. Everybody gets up. Wait, isn't this the meeting? Um, I'm sorry, what? Everybody turns around as they get up and start walking out the door. They look back at us. Um, are you okay? Uh, wait, well, uh, but you weren't, you, what? Please don't tell me he's already forgotten everything we just told him. Um, are you looking okay? You seem very pale. I'm back at the beginning. Uh, how long until... The disaster again? Oh, come on. We just said this. Three days. Hopefully you can find something to do in that time. And that is where we will end this episode. There you go. Day one, the first time here. The first run through, so to speak, uh, of the days. Now, I'm actually going to do something slightly different from what I suggested previously. Rather than uh, run through it a second time, I think most people have the gist of this. So next episode we'll actually get in with the guests. I think there's a few avenues, a few areas that can be explored here. And so now, it's up to our guests to see if they can save Atri City from the natural disasters that are occurring here, or if we're doomed to repeat the cycle day after day after day. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, watching, and supporting the Jordan cast in any way, shape, or form that you do. Until next time, everyone, take care. <laughs>